again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Are we recording or do we know? I think we are. I think we are. Well, let's just go for the next 45 minutes and um, hope for the best. Shall we? Sure. Welcome to episode eight. eight. Do, 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 do. Oh, there's there's sound effects now. I always okay. feel like there That's should new. be some sort of like a trumpet sound. This is a celebratory. Okay. This is a celebratory thing. <laughs> so we've made it officially to the two-month mark. Woot, 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 woot. You know, I, I saw a statistic somewhere that most uh, podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So we're on Whoa! a roll. Seven, yeah. you're itch. Say what? Say we made what? made it all the way to eight. <laughs> Just Most podcasts eight. don't make it past episode well, seven? Or it was like, no, but like typical like failing point is seven or 25. Just ignore that. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the house was burning down. No, know. no. That's just the box in the corner okay. of the room. Um, it might happen one more time. Okay. Yeah, well, right. that that's a bunch of quitters out there. I know. Only seven? Right. Like, if you've made it to seven, just keep going. Just talk a bunch of bullshit like we are. I guess. <laughs> just make guess. it up. I guess. I mean, but, uh, at, a, at that point, you've put in the, the artwork on the logo. Yeah. Yeah, you probably the got... email address right. is up there. We've, We've got, got the gram going, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, you me. might already know because you're probably listening to us now on it. But we are on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. It's harder to get through them than freaking Fort Knox. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know about you, but that is my personal preference, preferred. Yes. Um listening platform. So I'm pretty pretty stoked about it. So we gotta we gotta amp up this quality. There it is. Hence the beeping sound in the corner. That's right. us really amping up our sound. <laughs> you know, really being super professional. Like yeah, high we are quality. in a recording studio as we speak. <laughs> we've got our editor in the background. He just doesn't talk. There will be no paper <laughs> rustling sounds. <laughs> hey, hey, we got a we got a microphone cover. We you're did. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so we'll see if there's a change in the sound. Probably not, but it looks cool. Yeah. We look we look profesh, for yeah. sure. So maybe the p p p sounds won't be as bad. And that's the cat. So yeah, we're just high quality all around. Now, this is not just any cat. This is the cat from the cover. Yes, this of... is the cat from the cover, from, from our artwork. That's true. Yes. So I guess he is allowed to meow is in the background. Is he our, is he like our little... He's our mascot, I Thank guess. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I was about to say role model, but... <laughs> that would be sad <laughs> if he was. All right, anyway. I think your boyfriend will be unhappy because we're, we're, we're jabbering on here quite a bit. Okay, that's number three. <laughs> I'll turn it off. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. No problem. There we yeah. go. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, it's your turn. You gotta oh, okay. go first. Okay, we're going straight to it. Okay. I was hoping you'd pour me a drink, but apparently not. No. I need a drink. Does that make me an alcoholic? <clears throat> don't, don't clear your throat at me, okay? All right, so um, I, I was having trouble finding a topic this week, so I was kind of looking through the news, and I saw this article about this um, Olympian runner named Castor Semenya. Um, she's a South African middle-distance runner. She's won, she's a gold medalist. She's won world championships, uh, multiple medals for um, 
the 800, the women's 800 meters and 400 and all the other, you know. Meters. Meters. Lots of you meters. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it, she's amazing. Um, but recently, the International Athletic, nope, that's not it. Where is it? International <laughs> Association of Athletics <laughs> Federation um, basically forced her to start going under um, testosterone uh, testing to determine if she is fully female. Um, okay. So, okay, let me go back a little. Um, so, okay, let's go back to the 2009 World Championships. Following her victory at the 2009 World Championships, it was announced um, that she had been subjected to sex testing. And mm. I did not know there was such a thing. Did I you? Oh, that's... Um, from the IAAF. Um, and so she was withdrawn from international competition until July 6, 2010, um, when they cleared her to return. So I looked a little bit more about sex testing. It's also known as sex verification. It's basically determining eligibility of an athlete to participate in a particular sport that is limited to a single gender. Um, okay. So there's different types. Sex tech, bleh, sex testing at the at the Olympic Games began in 1966. Is this um, something that everybody goes through? So at when it first started, yes. So it this was in response to a suspicion that several of the best women athletes from the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe were actually, were actually men. men. Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. So at the Olympics, testing was introduced. In 1968, um, in some cases, the policies have led to athletes being forced or coerced into undergoing unnecessary surgery, oh. such as female genital mutilation oh. and sterilization. This is in, like, the more develop underdeveloped countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of people that are against it Because that still happens in the world, for yeah, sure. Yeah, unfortunately. So... I hope your topic is a lot lighter than mine. It is. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. <laughs> you have to so, go deep this week. I know. I didn't I, I didn't mean to. It was just like, it was so fascinating. So, um, so not only have reports shown that the tests have physically affected women athletes. Of course. But they have also shown that such tests can cause um, psychological harm to women. Mm-hmm. Duh. Sex verification tests can create sex and identif- identity crises, demeaning reactions, social isolation, depression, and suicide. And there was actually, in 2001, there was an Indian athlete and swimmer, um, Pratima Gowankar. She, unfortunately, committed suicide after disclosing, after disclosure and public commentary on a failed sex verification test. Um, so she was like, uh, she was like the Junior Olympics. I think she was only 18. Um, so sex testing initially started as just a physical exam. Um, and then as the years went on, it changed to chromosome testing. Wow. I know. I, yeah, that's a little intense. Um, and then now it's testosterone, um, testing their testosterone. But women can have testosterone in their, in their, like Whitney Waythor, she has high levels of testosterone, doesn't she? Because of, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. syndrome. Yes. So, so yes. Um, so it looks at a certain number like a percentage or um like you can't have above a certain amount yeah but what if you have like a medical condition that just elevates your testosterone well i guess it depends how much it elevates it 
Um, so, okay, back to chromosome testing. It was introduced by, um, you know, back in 1968. So this tested for the Y chromosome and was later, I'm sorry, and was designed to identify males potentially disguised as females. Um, this method of testing was later abolished as it was shown to be inc inconclusive in identifying maleness. <laughs> How are you in inconclusive with an XY like, you either have it or you don't, right? I have no idea. But apparently... I, <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know. So it was a, a lot of back and forth with, you know, whether they could do the tests or not. So in 1992... So initially when it came out, um, the test was mandatory for everybody. In 1992, the IAAF stopped performing the test, but retained the option when suspicions arose. Um... And then in the fine print, yeah, you know, hey, you look like a dude, come here, you know, or you're too good at your right, sport, right? Exactly, which so, is ridiculous. And then finally, in 1999, the Olympic Committee board voted to stop the testing. And then, okay, back to um, in um, so in <clears throat> back to Castor, um, Castor Semenya 2009, she was tested and she was determined to be hyper androgynous just fancy word for elevated testosterone okay um let's see in june 2012 um during the summer olympics or right before the summer olympics the ioc released um ioc regulations on female hypo hyper androgynism which address cases of female hyper androgynism the regulation includes the statement Nothing in these regulations is intended to make any determination of sex. Instead, these regulations are designed to identify circumstances in which a particular athlete will not be eligible, in parentheses, by reason of hormonal characteristics to participate in 2012 Olympic Games. Um, so, basically, um, in the event that the athlete has been declared ineligible to compete in the female category. The athlete may be eligible to compete as a male athlete. Yeah, that's going to be great. If the athlete qualifies for the male event of the sport. Mm. Um, so, okay, so it's back and forth, again, with, <clears throat> with the laws. Like, it, yeah. So at this point, it's like, okay, suspicions... Like, uh, um, under suspicions, we can test them. Mm -hmm. um, and it's still that way now. Yes, yes. Um, so, with Castor, um, on, on July 16th, she set a new national record for the um, women's 800. Um, so, she's, this is um, after she's, this is 2016, after she's, um, back in the games, you know, racing, she wins a gold medal. She beats all these records. Oh, okay. Um, and so immediately after the race, one of her opponents, um, Lin Lindsay Sharp from England, who finished sixth, broke into tears on on the rule change, <laughs> saying, "Everyone can see it's two separate races, so there's nothing I can do." Um, yeah, you're sixth. Yeah, and then the... <laughs> That's, like, not, it's not like she's second or even third. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you got beaten by other people, too. Like, don't blame <laughs> this this freaking law. Um, and so while the fifth place uh, also made a comment, jo Joanna Joswick 
claimed that she was the first European and second white to finish the race. So there's a lot of critique that this is racist. Um, mm-hmm. So after, you know, um, Caster's over here breaking all, all the records. Can't let her have too much happiness, now can we? Uh, in April 2018, the IAAF announced new rules that required hyper androgynous athletes to take medication to lower their testosterone oh my levels. Gosh. Really? Effective oh my beginning gosh. in November 2018. I know, isn't that freaking crazy? <sighs> so, I feel um, like that's worse. Yeah. And, okay, so get this due to the narrow scope of the changes, which only apply to athletes competing in the 400, 800, 1500 meters, many people thought that the rule change was designed specifically to target Semenya. On June 19th, 2018, Semenya announced that she would legally challenge the unfair IAAF rules, and her legal hearing began on February 18th, 2019. And then that's what was in the news recently. On May 1st of this year, mm-hmm. um, the court of arbitration for sport rejected her challenge, paving the way for the new rules to come into effect on May 8th, 2019. Wow. So... Yeah. So basically, this is still legal to do. Mm-hmm. And it's still up for kind of debate. Right. Um, yeah. So I know there was, at one point, someone else challenged it. Um, where did I have that? I believe her name was Chand. Oh, Duty Chand um, from India. She was dropped from the 2014 Commonwealth Games at the last minute after the Athletic Federation of India stated that the hyper-androgenism made her ineligible to compete as a female athlete. Chan took the case to the Court of Arbitration for Sport, and the IAAF was forced to change their policy. Um, and then, in, yeah, so in February 2016, it was made known that the IOC would not impose a maximum testosterone level for the 2016 Summer Olympics. And um, so in <clears throat> June 2016, Chan qualified to compete in the 100-meter race at the Summer Olympics. Um, so it's like she got the rule dropped, and then they brought it back after Caster started mm. doing really well. Um, now, in, in some of the articles I read that... Um, Castor Semenya is is actually um, she, um, what is it? Intersexed. Okay. She, she does have both. You know, she. I think she, she has, has testicles. Both. Okay. I think that's what she said. So you know, obviously she's going to have. Sure, but you think you read that? Yeah, I read that in one article. That that's. But again, this is private information that was, you know, probably not supposed to be shared. Yeah, and I don't know world. if you know it was something she came out with later, but. Well, when you're intersex, you you don't necessarily have to have a physical representation of both sexes. It can be inside, like in your genetic code, correct? It doesn't actually have to be out. You don't have to see two physical... That sounds... I I honestly have no idea. I went through a training in... months and months and months ago so that's why I don't really remember but there are different it's like a spec it's a spectrum just like sexuality and gender can can be inside like you're just genetic disposition um and it can be like your physicality like Mm -hmm. you can have different sex organs so it doesn't necessarily mean one yeah that makes sense yeah like you might have like 
um, you might have a uterus and then exactly, but have a penis Mm -hmm. or something. But I mean, I guess the part I don't get is how this is legal. Yeah. I mean, it just seems so invasive. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that like, so it's interesting that, that this is really focusing a lot on women and not necessarily. Well, that's what I was thinking. And I, I can definitely see someone somewhere in the history of the world, considering how many people are involved in like the Olympic games, someone is bound to try and get in there and not necessarily say the truth, whether it be based off of your gender or whatever, you know, like it's, it's the Olympics, you know, like, and they want their country to do well. So I'm sure someone has fudged, you know, something along the way at some point, but this is just ridiculous because I remember hearing how like Michael Phelps was such a great swimmer because he his his arm span is so much longer and like that is a physical yeah what are you gonna do to chop his arms off it was a physical characteristic that he was born with um, or grew into right you know so this is clearly something that she has in her yeah I mean it is being a human that makes her better right and (laughs) yeah it gives her an advantage but. You know, but I'm that's sure what it's she all got, about. I'm sure there's a lot of shit she went through, like being teased and having to go through shit like this all of her life. I know, but like that's what makes it's things like this that make that you know makes her just that much more special. She just happened to be born with with A, B, or C, yeah, just like Michael Phelps was born with with his arms. So I'm sure there's so many different athletes that have physical characteristics that they are born with that make them able to do better it's not just training yeah like it someone just happens to be a certain shape size whatever and that helps them succeed it just does right deal with it but i mean it's not like the testosterone testosterone alone makes her a good runner i mean she's like like everything she had to work her ass off for all of that but yeah it probably does give her a little bit of an advantage but it probably helps but oh well yeah i mean you know, what, like, what are they going to do? Just make a separate category for people that have a little extra testosterone or, and well, see, it's this definitely is... not fair for her to go compete with, with men. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that this is where it becomes, the more we find out about gender being on a spectrum, the more information that we're uncovering through science mm-hmm. and the more aware society is becoming it of it. When you break these categories down into just men and just women you're going to have these these questions arise. Yeah, not sure. everyone's going to fit in a perfect exactly. box like we want them because to. Because human beings don't. They don't. And with transgender athletes, it, it said oh, basically they I follow, know. they have to follow the same thing where, you know, if they want to compete in the female, they have to have I a saw that in the news recently, too. I mean, if you have worked that hard to be in the Olympics and you have put in the time and the effort and, you know the energy and you've literally devoted your well I guess a good portion of your life to this all the way to make it and then be told I'm sorry you're not uh, quite fitting in this category because of this right and you can't even help yeah and the the Indian woman who committed suicide like she was in a wait the Chand woman committed suicide no 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 it was a different Indian woman um so she um she lived in like a very like she had a very poor family, and I think they were kind of relying on her to mm. bring home money from, you know, sponsorships and everything. So it was just really, you know, 
Like a lot of these people, it's like like their break from their big break for, you know, from their crappy life, and Aww. now we're taking it away. I know, not we, sad. but yeah. So I, I'm cur- I'm, I should have looked more into it, but I'm curious of you know if human rights act, act, campaigns are going after this. Mm-hmm. I know she was represented for free by a lawyer that was like into human rights. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and and she apparently uh, stormed into. One of the Olympic Games and, and like, um, confronted, yeah, and confronted, um, you know, part, the people in the IAF and was like, what's your problem? And she basically said, like, I'm not going to give up, you know, I'm going to keep she fighting shouldn't. this. She yeah. shouldn't. So, more power to, to cast her and all those that have gone through yeah. something like that. I think that, like, in a case where someone is not taking something to like steroids or whatever to make themselves a better athlete you shouldn't then force them to take something to make them suck yeah more (laughs) you know like didn't you said like they they make them take something to lower their testosterone yeah Yeah. that's ridiculous you know you're not allowed to take drugs when you go to the olympics but we're gonna give you some some anyway (laughs) and imagine what it does to your um i mean it affects your you know your mental status too yeah Think about it like, you know, women that are, you know, on birth control or getting off birth control, you know, it messes with you. Your yeah. hormones are all over yeah, the place. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. You know? So I can't imagine if you're doing that and training for the biggest, you know, one of the most hardest competitions of your life, having to, you know, also be drugged up and making, trying to change your body from what it naturally wants to be. Mm-hmm. Little Miss Sixth Place needs to get over it. I know. I'm like, what a sore <laughs> fucking loser. I mean, if you're if you're second, third, I could see maybe you being like, oh, it was so close, you know. Yeah. You know, and then being kind of a sore loser or whatever. But if you've got <laughs> that many people in yeah, front like, of you. Don't just... worry, honey. You weren't getting a medal anyway. <laughs> you were going Sound. up on that podium today, sweetie. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then the one's like, well, I, I was the second white person just, at, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> second <laughs> white person? Congratulations. I know. That's a terrible thing to say. It's a terrible thing to note. Just note, like, how far you went, how fast you went. This is yeah. This is where you play. You should be your biggest competition. Okay? Exactly. Do your personal best, and then in, do in, your personal best. That sounds like such a motivational sticker. Do your personal best. <laughs> Put it on a pillow. The biggest competition is you. In in my in my dance school, um, they have little motivational phrases. Oh. Written on the chalkboard. Oh, that's where you got it from. Uh, no, I mean, they always have little things, but it reminded me of that, you know. Okay, so, um, so mine your topic? is a lighter topic. <laughs> now that good. we just it's had probably, the... Maybe it's good we ended with yours, then. <laughs> <laughs> now that we had... Talk about paper rustling. <laughs> every time Easy, I... folded that up Every time I'm 12. in the car... Like, if, you know, after we record, and I, I want to listen to it to make sure it's not, like, totally jacked up, I, like, hear myself moving the paper, and I'm like, stop it! <laughs> so I'm going to be mad at myself when I hear this tomorrow. But, um... Yeah, that was deep. Very important, though. Very important yeah. that, you know, just even though we're still, like, a, po- a comedy podcast, I think it's that we want to stay kind of 
kind of serious, but kind of jovial. We want to be on the cusp. Yeah, I just thought this was too, you know, it it was just too crazy. And it was, you know, it was definitely in the the weird category just because of the whole sex testing. Honestly, when I imagined it, I thought it was going to be lighter, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I don't get that either. I, I understand, yeah. So I I don't I don't I hope it'll be overturned. You know the I more media. I mean there are all, all sorts of articles about it. So I hope that she'll be allowed to compete for sure. Yeah. All I'm right. Root for her in the next Olympics. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, I also had a really hard time trying to find my topic, and I was like, oh no, what do I do? And then I thought of um. I I I. I thought of a memory popped into my head of eighth grade English where we did uh, like at a, like kind of like a partner project in class where we talked about what I'm about to talk about. And that memory kind of came back to me. I was like, let's just do that because that's a good idea. So um, it's about like phrases common. And this is breaking the format. I, I feel because mine is a, like a list mm-hmm. rather than a one topic. Mm, okay. Um, so it's common phrases that we use all the time, but we don't know where they come from. Oh, okay. So, from list25.com, <laughs> I found a couple. I just did a couple, because I'm not, because there are so many. Um, and this is just in the English language. So, bite the bullet. Mm-hmm. Do you know where that comes from? Something out west in the days of <laughs> no. cowboys? No. <laughs> so the meaning is accepting something difficult or unpleasant. And the history says that there was no time to administer anesthesia before emergency surgery during battle. So surgeons made patients bite down on a bullet in an <gasps> attempt to distract them from oh, the pain. <laughs> how the hell? I guess because that hurts too. I guess. Not enough to I mean, I've heard you. of people like biting down on something like a yeah, leather strap a or bullet? something. But yeah. Ugh. I would feel like I would like swallow it and choke Use on what's it. there. Break <laughs> I'm so glad. the ice. No. Anyone know where that comes from? Mm, anyone is in. <laughs> Just okay. me. No. So, um, wait, wait, let me think, let me think. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So the meaning is to commence a project or initiate a friendship. Um, they always talk about like icebreakers when you're like at work or meeting someone for the first time in some sort of a group work situation. So the history is before the days of trains or cars, port cities that thrived on trade suffered during the winter because frozen rivers prevented commercial ships from entering the city. So small ships known as icebreakers would rescue the icebound ships by breaking the ice and creating a path for them to follow. Before any type of business arrangement today, it is now customary to break the ice, quote-unquote, before beginning a project. Oh, really? That's so funny, because it, it was so long ago that it kept, you know... I guess so. I like that one. Years. So, being caught red-handed. Nope. Okay, so that means the meaning is to be caught doing something wrong. So the history is this saying originated because of a law. If someone butchered an animal that didn't belong to him, he had to be caught with the animal's blood literally on his hands to be convicted. Oh, wow. Being caught with freshly cut meat 
did not make the person guilty. <laughs> I love it that, that it's written that way. It's, it's kind of terrible. Did not. <laughs> guilty did not make them. I guess. So I, I had, um, like... I I did I did less than ten. I think I did like eight of them. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I wonder where that could have come from. Were people actually doing that by accident? I honestly, this one is the one that I really do question. Like the what I've read. So it says the meaning is to hang on to valuable things when getting rid of unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it says that the history is during the 1500s, peop, most people bathed once a year. Even oh when God. they... <laughs> even when <Ew>. they... <laughs> like, I don't know how accurate that is. But so even when they did bathe, the entire family used, used the same tub full of water. Yum. The man of the family, the man of the household bathed first, of course... Of course. Of course. <laughs> followed by other males, then females, and finally, the babies. Babies go last? Aww. Why? Because there's less, <laughs> the least amount of surface area. I know, but, like, they're fragile. <laughs> um, you can imagine how thick and cloudy the water became by the time the infants were bathed. So the infants' mothers had to take care not to throw them out with the bath water when they emptied the tub. Why didn't they take the baby out first? I, th- I mean, like, oh, whoopsie, little Susie just drowned in here. Is that you know, my baby. Oh, I, shit. I mean, like, it's not like they could survive under the water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see that one is the one I don't. I I don't know how true. I'm that still is. stuck on the once a year showering. <laughs> Man, well, it wasn't showering, Jenny. It was in the 1500s. or bathing. I'm sorry, bathing. Maybe that's what caused the dancing plague. Maybe. <laughs> look at look at you, you know. I'm connecting. Connecting the, the two pod, podcast episodes. So then I found then I I was like, okay, I need to like try and see if I can find a different website and see if I can find more. So I went to um BuzzFeed mm. as well. So don't let the cat out of the bag. Mm. The meaning is to reveal a secret. And the history is it finds its roots in eighteenth century street fraud. Suckling pigs were often sold in bags, and a popular scheme was to replace the pig with a cat and sell it to an unwitting victim. It's like, ah, I dun, don't dun, want a dun. cat, cat dog burger. <laughs> so, okay. Hold a candle to. Like, you don't hold a candle to A, B, and Z or whatever. Nope. <laughs> so the meaning is an expression describing a person or a thing that is distinctly inferior to someone or something else. And the history, this one I think is pretty cool. Before electricity, workers needed a second set of hands to hold a candle for them. Holding a candle was clearly a less challenging job. So someone who isn't even qualified to provide light to a competent worker obviously wouldn't be able to perform the task himself. I'll hold your candle for you, Bay. Oh, please. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're inferior. So you get the candle job. Um, Dress to the nines, which means to dress exceptionally well. Yeah. And the history is there's no concrete consensus on this origin, but if this (laughs) is true, it's pretty cool, um, of dressing to the nines. But the most popular theory comes from the fact that the very best suits used a full nine yards of fabric. Dang. That's a lot of yardage. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that's you true. You're wrapping yourself up like a. Like burrito? I was like sewing myself like a like a Harry Potter robe for Halloween, well, and I think I were. used. Of course I was. Of course <laughs> I didn't finish, but I will one day. I promise. Um, I used like four yards for a robe. So if someone's using a suit. Maybe I'm, they, I'm pretty maybe big they gal. gave themselves a hat. <laughs> I'm a pretty big gal. So, I mean, With maybe the shoes. lining. The lining? Yeah. So it's like double, but still, that seems like a lot of yardage. Dressed um, to the nines. Okay. Close, but no cigar. That has something to do with you give someone a cigar, you know, when, to congratulate them? No. No? So, <laughs> no. So the meaning, the phrase know. evolved in meaning and now refers to coming close to a goal but falling short. So close but no cigar. Yeah. You didn't quite make it. And then the history, carnivals used to give out cigars as prizes. So almost winning would get you close to achieving a cigar but not quite. Oh. Could you imagine? Here you go, little little kitty. Here's a cigar. <laughs> oh, you're only five. That's okay. Just don't don't inhale too much. <laughs> and then I had um I had one more, so sleep tight. Um. And I was like, oh, that is that is a phrase. Is I that never like, thought about that? Is but that, that like is they, a phrase when they tuck you in, like you know they they it's like tight. <laughs> You're really thinking about these? I can tell. No. I know. So the meaning is just simply meaning to sleep well. So the history is the phrase sleep tight dates from the time when mattresses were supported by ropes. So these ropes needed to be pulled tight to provide a stable mattress and a good night's rest. Oh. But I mean, how do you, it still doesn't make sense to me. Like sleep tight. So you know how Hope our, you don't fall. You know our mattresses like underneath of the box spring is like wood or like the interlocking like um, old like spring mattress. Yeah. Like the bed, um, frame itself. Mm-hmm. So they used like interlocking like ropes. Yeah. So if the ropes weren't tight, then you would sag to the floor. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. Like to say to someone, "Oh, sleep tight." Like, I would just be like, "Well, if you want me to sleep tight, then tighten the ropes." You know. <laughs> Do it yourself. Or is it like a reminder? Like, oh. I don't know. I guess it's like, I hope you sleep tight. Yeah. Don't loosen. Don't loosen don't those ropes. Don't be too loosey-goosey. So, um, then I kind of thought, okay, well, like, I don't want to do the whole entire, my whole entire topic, just this list of one after another. So I thought, Let, let's add in another list. So <laughs> <laughs> A list within so, a list. A list within a list. So as I was Googling, I something that popped up another website, it's not quite the same, but it's in the similar like idea. So common phrases that people say wrong. Oh, I've and seen don't that know. one. Okay. Yeah. So this popped up for me. Um, I found this on a blog. I think it's called Fluentu. Fluentu.com. I think that was on BuzzFeed not too long ago. Okay. I was like, oh my God, I'm saying all of them wrong. Yes. So they said, quote, over time, cliches and idioms are repeated over and over by different people. Sometimes along the way, some of the words or meanings become altered or changed and people end up using the wrong phrase, end quote. So, like, for example, people say, I could care less. Yeah. I definitely say that. Yeah. Um, But it's couldn't. And then you're supposed to say, I couldn't care less. Right. So when you say, I couldn't care less you're saying you really really don't care you care so little that you could not care any less literally don't give a half of a fuck 
If someone tells you that your ex, this is their example. If someone tells you that your ex is dating someone again, you could say, I couldn't care less. But when people <laughs> confuse this and say, I could care less, they're actually saying the opposite. That they really could care less. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that there they care about it. Mm-hmm. So another one is people say, nip it in the butt. And it's bud. B-U-T-T. And it is bud. And I was like, really? This whole time? (laughs) I know. Well, sometimes I I hear people say it right, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what, it's not bud. So you're supposed to say nipped in the bud, B-U-D. Nipping a problem in the bud means solving it before it becomes a serious issue. The phrase comes from the fact that a bud is a young plant, and nipping it would prevent it from blooming. So this is their example. The phrase is often misheard as nipped it in the butt. Yeah. But when, which would mean that you bit that problem on its behind. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) And then in quotes, which might be one way to deal with the problem. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And then I had one more. Um, People say you have another thing coming. Oh, I and um, like you've got another thing coming. Yeah, if you think you're gonna blah blah blah, you've, you've got, got another, another thing, thing coming. coming. Um, uh, possible podcast title. I don't know. <laughs> if you think you're gonna stop this podcast, you've got another thing coming. So people should say you have another think coming. What? That's that's to all those Delawareans out there with us that hard K. Think. think. coming so hearing the full phrase helps a lot in this case of misheard phrase confusion quote if that's what you think then you have another think coming end quote the original phrase is not grammatically correct but it's a way of saying that someone's opinion is incorrect Many people disagree on this phrase, though, though so you might hear either way used no. in a conversation. It's up for debate, huh? It's, it's up for people debate. debate I mean, the and they, the, those could go, that, it went on and on and on. Especially the, the common phrases and, like, where their origins come from. Like, there were so many of them, so I really had to, like, narrow it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- I remember there was a lot in us, like, that's But I just remember, like... I remember being in um, in eighth grade English, and she, like, had us, like, partner up with someone, um, and ironically, the person who I was partnered with didn't really speak very much English. Oh, no. So, <laughs> You're like, sorry. So, I was like, um, I guess I'll figure these out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, she tried. She and I worked together as best we could, um, but, like, it was a, you know... Every culture's got to have these. You know, yeah. it's obvious. This is not just a, like a like an English thing. So, um, you know, I'm sure she had her very own phrases in the back of her mind. But um, I remember, and then she, the teacher said, try and see if you can figure out, like, where these come from. And I got every single one wrong. Like, absolutely <laughs> every single one wrong. Well, it's pretty, they're and hard. And the two that I remember, the only two that I remember was... Um, eavesdropping like eavesdropping mm-hmm. i always used to say eavesdropping <laughs> is that is that just ease, me or do you no. say ease no okay it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just me so eavesdropping because like the eaves are kind of like the rafters in the ceiling oh. and um 
All right, no, 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 not eavesdropping. It's raining cats and dogs. Mm-hmm. That that's the saying. It's raining cats and dogs. So um, apparently, like animals used to like walk up on the rafters and then they'd fall if it rained. <laughs> so then they'd say, "Oh, it's like it's raining cats and oh. dogs." Something like that. That one I don't really remember all that great, but I do kind of sort of remember it. But then, and that I think has to do with eavesdropping because, you know, they drop from the eaves or something. These are the facts. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. What does that have to do with, like, hearing, you know, overhearing people's conversations? I know, right? Or listening. You're you're right. I think... Maybe I might be wrong totally. Maybe there was someone in Eve and she was just really a busybody. She's dropping that ear. <laughs> dropping that ear. I don't You're know. Like, oh, there's Eve again, listening in her conversation. So I'm not 100% sure on that one, but it's, it's those are all kind of... I'm somewhere going in the right direction. But the one that I, I will always remember because it's super creepy and I'm into that kind of thing uh, <laughs> is the graveyard shift. Oh. You know where that comes from, right? People, yes, wait, people had to monitor bodies to make sure they didn't wake up. Kind of. But so um, it was just because, like, you know, we didn't have the science that we do now. So they wanted to make sure that they were correct in assuming that they were pronounced dead. So they would have people waiting in the cemeteries just to check. Is that when they had the bell? They had the bell attached to their finger. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure that they were right. So you would be there taking your shift. And then just to double check to make yeah. sure. Oh. Luckily, it didn't happen a lot, I don't think. But I'd be curious of that percentage. I think a lot of that also kind of... <laughs> I think a decent amount of that comes from superstition, too. Yeah, that's true. So, or, yeah. I don't thank know. God for science. Yes. Thank God for <laughs> not having to ever do that job. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty much my topic. But before we conclude this evening... Um, Jay and I have been asking you guys to email us at the part I don't get at gmail.com. And we got an email, but Woo! it was quite a bit ago. And it's totally, um, it's probably my fault because I think I monitor the email more than you do. You do more of the Facebook. It's all your fault. <laughs> it's all my <laughs> fault. Um, so I finally got around to add, to trying my, my darndest to answer this question. Because, um, again, uh I do a little bit of research, but I'm no genius. So, um... You mean you don't just know everything? The question oh. referred to, like, how did Americans get the accent that we have today? Because early colonials came from Europe, and more specifically, they came from, from England. So, you know, we had to... We're not necessarily we, but colonials um, and colonists would have had to have had origins of that British accent. So where did that Yeah, why don't change? we have British accents? Yeah, why don't we have British accents? Why can't we sound sexy? I know. I wanna, I wanna have <laughs> so um so how did Americans get their accent from the British accent and where did it come from? So I found on Reader's Digest online the American English that we know today originated from an English accent from England. According to linguists at the Smithsonian, Americans began to put their own twist on English pronunciations only one generation after the original colonists arrived Ooh. in the Americas. They were isolated from, quote, English, English speakers, and started to talk differently. They also came into contact with other accents like that of Sweden, Spain, 
France, and the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So both eventually led to the overall change in colonists' vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation. In the end, they created a new English dialect and way of speaking. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, especially like the didn't Sweden, take long. The Sweden <laughs> didn't take long. It kind of makes me wonder, like, what if what if you and I and a bunch of, a bunch of other people were on a deserted island for a long time? Would we eventually start talking well, differently? If you think about my one my favorite show, The One Hundred, <laughs> and they started their own language and they have their slang. Yeah, but that was. I mean, that's not based on... It is totally... A true story. ...plausible. <laughs> so, and, like, you know, they didn't go anywhere, but they were isolated from educated society. Yeah. Like, they weren't going to school. They weren't... They weren't working jobs like we do. So, they didn't have to keep up appearances, so to speak, with their vocabulary. So... Yeah. They changed it. I wonder if someone ever does something as a joke and then it turns into... Like, a real thing, you know? Well, where did these phrases come from? Yeah. Or like dressed to the you know nines. how you and I we do we do our little accents like I yeah, wonder if our little voices. that ever would just stick after a while <laughs> for like specific words like we only yeah. say bag big <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all we ever say <laughs> and we never say it normally ever and then again our, and then our kids are like but I thought it was big <laughs> that's what I I'm always concerned myself with that like if if I keep making these voices and stuff. In the long run, if I ever have children, will they ever know how to no, really well, pronounce No, because they'll be around <laughs> normal people, too. <laughs> will I mess with the way they speak for good forever? No. Only if know. they were isolated, I guess. Or only around you. Yeah. <laughs> only heard you. I guess. I guess. But, yeah. That's so really interesting. That was it. So, I it's a lighter. So, thank you so much for that email that came from Corinne. Thanks, Corinne. Thanks very much, Corinne. That was a really good idea. Long time listener. Because I've always wondered that, too, because it's... Clearly not, we're not, we don't have British accents, but. Oh, if only we did. Someone was saying, one of our friends was saying that our, the American accent is much closer to the original British accent. Yeah. Like I, the original, original. But how do we know that? We don't have a time machine. Well, maybe somebody, I don't know. I wish we'd had a time machine. I almost said maybe somebody recorded. J J J. Okay, I think we're done. I think Jane needs more caffeine, apparently. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Rate us and subscribe. That's how we get um, good points on, on yeah, iTunes. Yeah, now you can do it on Apple. Yay! Yay! See you later. Bye. Bye.